Welcome to the New Colombo Plan Series podcast. My name is Andrew Trin. I am your host. And today I will be sitting down virtually, of course, with Thomas DeJose. Thomas is a project manager at ACOM, as well as the co-founder and slash director at Macy Consultants. And finally, he's also the co-founder at the ASEAN Australia Strategic Youth Partnership. Thomas is definitely an extremely busy man, and I'm very appreciative of him to sit down with me to speak about his experiences in Thailand as a new Colombo plant scholar. And in part two, which will be released on Friday, we will be sitting down to speak about his thoughts on leadership and entrepreneurship. I hope you all enjoy. Hey, Thomas, how are you today? Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me. No problems. Well, it's an honor to have you. I've been wanting to have you on my podcast for a very long time. Uh, I'll just give you a quick introduction. And for everyone that doesn't know who Thomas is, uh, Thomas is a 2016 New Colombo Plant Scholar. He spent most of his time in Thailand uh, for his exchange and internships. He's also the co-founder of the Asian Australian Strategic Youth uh, Partnership as well as the co-founder of Macy Consultants, which we will talk about later in part two. Uh, Welcome. Thanks for having me, Andrew. I've been excited to join your podcast. I've been listening to all the stories that you've been sharing with (laughs) other NCP alumni, as well as current scholars. And it's just really insightful and really energizing to see this energy in the youth space or in early professional space um, on that matter in Australia's engagement with the region. No, I really do appreciate it. I, I'm a big admirer of all of your work. And I think what better place to start is to uh, start off with our activity, explain the picture, uh, just telling us all about all, all of your adventures on scholarship as well as everything in between. How's that sound? Sounds great. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let me just share my screen. I think the pictures was very hard. I was like, oh, which pictures to share? <laughs> Anyone who goes on the program has so many. Yes. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> All right. Let me just put a full screen. Can you see my screen? Yes. Awesome. I mean, yes, I can see it now. Okay, okay cool. So for everyone that doesn't know, this game is basically um, Thomas has given me five pictures of his experiences and to explain what the picture is about, of the background stories, any funny stories even. Happy to share that. Um, and for podcast listeners as well, definitely try to describe what's happening in the picture as well, Thomas. Yes, I'll do my best. Let's do I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> no problems. Let's do it. Picture. All right. What do we have here? Oh, so here's a picture with me and two good friends of mine, Nina and Nat. Mm-hmm. So essentially, um, what you can see is three of us wearing a T-shirt that states the Australian Thai Youth Ambassadors Program, or ATYAP. Ah. And here is a very colorful um, banner with full of the handprints of different students that we work with. Um, you know, it's such a fun and colorful experience. So just to speak to this picture, I like it a lot because it really captures why I fell in love with Thailand. Mm. I haven't really been to Thailand up until it was 2015 as part of the Australian Thai Youth Ambassadors Program. And this picture, um, is when I was involved in 2017. So essentially what was great is that the way I started my program was the same way I ended it. 
I fell in love with um, Thailand and then the new Colombo plan opportunity came up. Prior yeah. to that, I was so headstrong of going to do my exchange in Spain, specifically uh, Barcelona. Yeah. And then coming out of this experience where I was working with a group of Australian and Thai um, university students teaching English to Thai kids in disadvantaged areas in rural provinces, it now enabled me to fall in love with the country. And I just knew that one month wasn't enough. I had to come back and you know, be more involved. So here is a picture of in 2017, I was a team leader. So mm -hmm. just after my internship, um, I guess the formal period of my NCP, I still wanted to stay longer. Yeah. So I volunteered working with my colleagues to manage a group of 80, no 40, around over 40 to 60 Australian um, undergraduates who came to Thailand. So we kind of introduced them to the culture. Mm. We help, we work with them in educating different schools. And this picture is when we went to a juvenile school. So these mm. kids are disadvantaged. You know, they probably grew up in circumstances that were beyond their control. And, you know, yeah. they ended up in situations that we do not, you know, we can only hope that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. Uh, the purpose of that program was to really empower them that, you know, there's more after this. When you come back into society, you can do more. You lose the English skills that we've taught you. Know that you are appreciated and that there are opportunities out there. And then this kind of banner was just a colorful experience where you got all of them to kind of paint their hands and, you know, pattern that white banner. It was very wholesome. And it was like one of the best days of the At Yap um, program. Definitely. I think rehabilitation is such a big key thing that really is overlooked a lot. And I think with a lot of these international experiences, I think the volunteering, um, like the, the voluntary things that we do is what really stands out well, for me as well. And obviously for you. So that's why you've came back to Thailand. <laughs> yeah, 100%. All right. Next photo. Oh, so this one is for anyone who doesn't see the image. It's in a karaoke bar in Bangkok. Uh -huh. um, this was took place in November. So I guess in the, the new Colombo Plan program was essentially the first time I had my birthday away from home. Mm. Um, but what makes this picture so wholesome is that it's a collection of different circles of friends I still had in country at the time um, for my one year. Oh. It's not all of them, but from one year. You would see from, from Chula, so my exchange journey, there's some from clubs and parties. <laughs> yep. There's some from my UN internship as well oh. as my Mindheart internship. And yes, oh. not everybody knew each other. Yeah. But just having that, building that community. And then it was just something that is just a reminder of the friendships you can build. And we just had a great night singing songs to ABBA, Clean, mm. some Thai songs in there for fun. Yeah. Um, it was really good. And you can see a little pad thai and different dishes in there. So one, yeah, I, was, I was gonna ask, like, do you sing karaoke and then eat while like someone else is singing? Like, cause I know karaoke bars here in Sydney, it's it's mostly like either just do the karaoke and then you go eat dinner or vice versa. It was like combination here, or is that like a bit different from Thailand? Uh, this yeah, um, it was interesting. This one I was like, you eat and you sing. Again, yeah. it's not common practice, but I had it in I I scheduled it during dinner time, right? <laughs> some, people, some people decided to have dinner. So we had dinner and we sang. And then after that, we went out to um, go to the party areas. <laughs> Which is definitely a lot of- uh, I love it. You, you see the mix of friends, right? You could see yeah. like a lot of them are Thai. So this like 
I have made such good Thai friends, but you also have some international friends as well mm. who are working as expats or else or studying in Thailand as exchange mm. students. Mm. So it's just a combined group. No, that's great. I think uh, definitely um, immersing yourself in the local community is always, is always amazing, but it's also great to see also internationals coming as well. So fantastic. All right, next picture. Uh, this, this is like a success. I like, I can imagine for yourself and I guess any young person that travels, yeah. photos and capturing memories. <laughs> Explain Ken, the picture firstly, actually. Okay, so this is a photo of me in third person. It's a <laughs> candid photo of me sitting on a beautiful rock, uh -huh. uh, a peak mountain in Koh Tao. So it's one uh -huh. of the islands in Thailand. And Koh Tao means turtle, so turtle mm. island. And then you can see on the picture, you can see that. So I'm sitting on this mm. rock that when you look at my view, it's like the two flippers of the turtle. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking it. north, probably north, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but looking at a different other direction. And I just wanted to take a nice photo for Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this, this is just one view of so many experiences, especially in nature that you get to encounter. So I yeah. just had to plug one in out of the five photos. Yeah. Did you have to hike up to this place or was this yes. like a nice um, hiking trackers? I guess when, when I went to Thailand, it was more about the beaches, the resorts, but hiking and like these views, they're not, not very much like visited by a lot of um, tourists. Hey. Yeah. This one was a dangerous one. Um, oh. It was very clay. Um, it just came out. You could see the clouds. It had just rained the day before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you know, when you're abroad, you. you're, more <laughs> you're more risk. You're more risk averse. Yeah. yeah risk averse. Is that you're more risk tolerant? Help me. Uh, yeah, I think tolerant is, is the right one. Yeah. Yeah, you're more. Yeah, you're more willing to take risks. Yeah. Like one, I don't encourage anyone. To, no. You know, take calculated risks. Definitely. But it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, the view's very nice as well. Uh, was there like another place where a lot of, not a lot of tourists know of, but you really, really like the 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 view or the scene or like visiting? Any other places in Thailand you would encourage? I would I always implore everyone to travel to rural Thailand. I mean, myself, I didn't know about it. I would have never considered it until up to the point I was in the volunteer program and I lived in Thailand where you have the luxury of weekends and after school yeah. um, sessions to travel. And it's just so beautiful. It's more, I guess it's not a concrete jungle. Bangkok is a concrete jungle. Yeah. Even the islands themselves are so beautiful, but mm. it's still different when you go out to the countryside. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, next photo. We're blasting through these. Oh, What's so here? this is still I remember one of the highlights of my exchange experiences. So <laughs> I did my exchange in Chulalongkorn University in mm -hmm. Thailand, Bangkok, and what you see here is a group of a lot of international students from both ASEAN as well as Europe. Mm. I myself was one of three Australians that mm. did this exchange program and Australians were very rare for this type of program, especially in Thailand. Um, this is our student dorm. So I didn't live on campus. We had the two options to live on campus or off campus. Mm -hmm. This is an off campus dorm, which most international students gravitate towards to um, because it's located in, I guess, you can explore more. It's a, located in, in, the, in the suburbs mm. in Bangkok. But also, you can kind of be on this journey with other expats and other exchange students yeah. are just really trying to make the most of something. Yeah. So this picture was on our very last day. We finished our exams 
And I guess after that point, people started going back home or traveling, then going back home. So fun story. Um, in this residence, it's um, tradition that each intake, everybody would sit on the poolside and then yeah. they would all jump out into the water and then the pool would get polluted with everyone's uh, dirty laundry and clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, that happened for sure. But yeah. um, it always needs someone to initiate it. Yeah. I was the one that initiated it. I had to create a Facebook event. I had to get people to vote for times. Yeah. But I just could not finish my Chula experience not doing this. Um, and everybody really appreciated that. And actually, in the subsequent year, um, Josh Del Santos, another NCP Mobility Grant um, recipient, he organized it for his cohort. So I think for us uh, Australians, we really like get into like making yeah. the most of every moment, even if it means being that person that has to like kind of rope everyone in. Yeah. But every it's just such a good photo, and I can't, I have this one as a desktop for quite a while actually. Hundred <laughs> percent. You don't get that experience. Let's say UTS or like a University of Sydney. There's no pools to jump in or like dorms, I guess, whether there are pools. So, uh, yeah. And with all the uniforms, I did speak to another NTP scholar and she um, it was, I believe it was Jasmine. And she said, you have to wear uniforms to university as well. Yes, I loved it. Okay. I mean, I love the, some of the European colleagues were used to it, understandably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I am obviously in Australia. We don't subscribe to a uniform basis. I like. I think it's great because you learn the culture behind it. it it's like building a community, establishing your identity as mm. part of that university cohort and the mm. values that they subscribe to. But what it also, it felt cool, like you know, having the collar <laughs> and having a nice belt. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I understand the cultural values behind it. I think it's a great experience. And I think anyone that's going to Thailand or the Philippines, which have uniforms, mm. make the most of it. Because when yeah. you come back to Australia, you won't get this again. That's right. At least it makes you feel like you're going to university or school every time you put on the uniform. Because here in, in Australia, you just put on whatever clothes and then you just go into the university, you come out and you don't really feel like there's like a transition. So A hundred percent. And you could also, also tinker it up. You know, yeah. I had female friends that wore ties. I had guy okay. friends that wore ties or lino. It's always the how much of my sleeve, how much yeah, do I yeah, roll it down. Yeah. So it's you know you can add that little uh, accent to your outfit. People always find a way. <laughs> of course. All right, I believe this is the last photo. Ah yes. Mm. So um, to speak to the photo, this is me in an office in Bangkok. I worked. Um, it was during my internship with Mindheart. Mindheart mm. is an engineering consultancy that offers, I guess all engineering services, specifically in the commercial sector. Mm. So again, I had many internships. I had one in the UN, which I thoroughly enjoyed. But the reason why I wanted to share this one with my Thai colleagues <laughs> is because this is where I really developed cultural intelligence. And mm. I know like people, like for me, when I first heard the word cultural intelligence, what does that mean, right? Is it just a buzzword to show that you're versed in Asia? But it actually really showed through this because I worked I learned to work in ways that were different to what we do here. And especially that, I guess, key things is building that sense of family. I'm not saying we don't do that in Australia, but here it's very important. It becomes yeah. a shared identity. You go out to lunch together and you do that on a very routine basis. You learn how to be um, work as a, when it comes to reporting lines, 
in Australia, we really subscribe to what do you call it? Egalitarianism, right? Everyone has mm -hmm. an equal voice, and you could you could have you have those opportunities readily accessible to you where you can voice your opinion. Here, you mm -hmm. have to learn to navigate through that environment, and it mm -hmm. doesn't. It's not just Thailand; it's a lot of Asian countries. So I really did enjoy this. I learned a lot technically as well. Yeah, I learned about American standards. <laughs> I American standards. Yes, because in, in Australia we do like, I know Australia has its um the way we approach yeah and drawings and specifications as Australian standards. So I had to kind of quickly adapt to new standards because yeah. Thailand uses American. Uh -huh. So that was really fun and as well as so very challenging. But I was able to pivot from that experience. Yeah, and actually one of the persons here, Swan. So he's the person in the center left with a blue shirt. He's from. Yeah, that, well, yeah, you circled him correctly. He's from. <laughs> he studied in Manash, but he is a Myanmar, a Burmese citizen. Mm. Him and I are still close friends to this day, and he recently oh. moved to Australia, and we have planned to catch up in Sydney. Yeah. So you develop those friendships that you can take with you, especially those from the ASEAN backgrounds, ASEAN countries. Wow. Yeah, definitely. I'm actually curious to ask you a little bit more about the cultural competencies of like working in. Thailand in this sort of office, like you said, it's American standards, but like there's a, I'm guessing there's a strong undertone of Thai culture and Thai influence as well. Was there anything that really surprised you about that? Well, definitely. Okay. One, they used um, Thai lap case. So what, what was very challenging was they mm. did their best to accommodate me, mm. but in their office where it's a Thai office with Thai clients, they would speak Thai and trying to, ah. I was learning Thai, but to learn Thai with an engineering jargon, yeah. it's just so hard. So yeah. I think I was there for a short period of time compared to expats who actually live in Thailand. Sure. So I was able to pick up things, but it just goes to show how important language is in order, not just for efficiency, yeah. but one that you're, it's like allows you to understand the way of thinking because language mm. is, as you know, is structurally is structured in a way that reflects the culture yeah and that was very insightful but there was also times where um like, uh, when people get to office everyone's wearing like nice uniforms and everything and then they <laughs> they tuck away their shoes and they walk around sometimes with like slippers so they pull out songs or slippers and then all walk around the office i don't know if it's specifically this workplace but it was just showing like you know what when you represent us outside you're professional but once you're here Make yourself a bit comfortable. Oh, that's and nice. They, I didn't do that though. Nah. Uh, so I, <laughs> Just walking around barefoot. <laughs> I think you can see it in the photo as well, to the left. Oh. Ah. My colleagues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got still have one question left. I think yeah. everyone here has, I think, Asian descent or Asian background. There's, there's one person that isn't. Was he like an expat or was he? Uh, was, yeah. Yes, Warwick he is an expat. He's Australian. Oh, there we go. So this is a company, uh, Mindheart. Uh, it is managing directors are Kiwi and Aussie, so two guys. Ah. But then their senior management is a mix of Australians and Thai mm. leaders. And then, but most of the workforce is Thai. Mm. The way I got into this internship was challenging, and something I could share about resilience because what I planned in my application yeah. does not reflect what actually happened as much as I tried. But you know what? It ended up for the better. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I hear so many of those stories. Like, we put all these incredible plans um, before we apply for NTP, but then does some things happen and some things, you know, work out, some things don't. 
So you'll probably talk about that later on, hey? Oh, definitely. Awesome. All right. I think I will stop the sharing there. Let's go. All right. And yeah, currently now, what, what are you up to right now, Thomas? Uh, well, for, for me, it's university break, but for you, uh, what, what's been happening? So for me, I am a project manager at mm -hmm. ACOM. So ACOM is an engineering consultancy. Um, it is present in across the, the world, especially in the Asia Pacific. Mm. So what's so great about the company is that there are opportunities for me to be expatriated. Mm. Actually, I was, there were plans for me to be potentially expatriated to Thailand or Singapore through my company. Oh. But then when COVID did hit, and, yeah. you know, the situation unfolded, those plans are now, <laughs> you know, this, again, just knowing that, that the opportunity and possibility there was, is greatly appreciated. Yeah. So that's what I currently do now. I'm managing, um, various projects especially in the transport infrastructure mm -hmm. but then another project which is very close to my heart is Mesa Consult. Mm. Um, we are a social enterprise that's youth-led that's based mm. in both the Philippines with my um, familiar heritage mm. as well as Australia and we provide a range of project management and community development services mm. um, especially those that engage um, communities across Australia, Philippines and then the wider ASEAN region. Mm. Sounds like you got your hands full. Uh, there's a lot of things to do right now, even though there is COVID happening. It seems like there's a lot of things that, I guess, that are still happening, even though businesses for the retail or other industries are slowing down. I'm assuming also for construction, a lot of things are definitely booming, right? Yeah, definitely. I think we know that the government is accelerating plans. So it's always yeah. had transport. That's a very key to, you know, you connect hubs and employment increases. I mean, mm. but it's just, it's just, I guess the global situation is just to put so much money to accelerate that. And I want, I am fortunate and I consider myself grateful to still be, to be part of that. Mm. So hopefully that what we end up doing to, I guess our, my current work at ACOM is that creating the future state of um, New South Wales mm. that really is exciting to be a part of. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in to part one of my conversation with Thomas. Be sure to tune in on Friday where I'll be releasing our episode and our conversation about leadership and entrepreneurship. You definitely do not want to miss out on that. Until then, all the best, stay safe, and I'll catch you in the next episode.